good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis. Patty is taking the holiday off. Josh is on the board for us. And we don't have a guest because it's a holiday weekend. It's a holiday weekend. And it's right in the middle of the holiday weekend. Turns out to be a Monday holiday this year, so nobody wanted to spend it with us. Right. So so hope, poor lonely us. Just everybody has a good time. Uh, be careful with fireworks. If you're in an area that is legal to pop fireworks, uh, are you going to go watch any fireworks shows around the Metroplex? Probably not. I have to work tomorrow. Oh. I took off Friday instead of Monday. Gotcha. Friday's really our down day and yeah. uh, at Dallas Voice, so I decided I would take off Friday and work Monday. I'm taking off Tuesday to close on my new house. That's right. Congratulations. Yeah, if it closes then. Uh, there's some paperwork that's still not in. I won't know if I'm closing Tuesday until an hour before we're closing on Tuesday. Hmm. Till Tuesday. Which, if we don't, it screws up utilities, delivery of some appliances, um, the movers, uh, just e- everything. It, it, it will be a mess yeah. if we don't close on Tuesday. In addition, I'm not off Wednesday. <laughs> um, what happened this past week? Yeah, Cosby, go. Oh, my God. Then you throw me a curveball. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, <laughs> I did not know. Okay, so uh, at the, before the show, we get together and we discuss what we're going to discuss. So yeah. I have a whole page worth of stuff. And that was the one I didn't too, mention. And that was the one he didn't mention. Do, must we talk about that? It's, uh-huh. not, it's not gay related. Uh-huh. Okay. It, it is. It's, uh, well, you know what? No, th- there is a gay element to it. Okay. So Cosby you know, has been in prison for the past nearly three years because he was found guilty of um, sexual assault, sexual assault um, of a woman, you know, who accused him of drugging her and then having sex with her. He was released this week from this uh, Philadelphia, not sorry, Philadelphia, the Pennsylvania's Supreme Court released him because um, basically it's a Fifth Amendment issue, and that is... He incriminated himself, and they you're not supposed to allow that in court, and they did. Well, he was cleared to talk about what he did in a civil case a civil and case. told by the prosecutor that we won't prosecute you criminally. Right, and they did. Well, basically, he admitted. And he admitted what he did. He, he did, and then that prosecutor held his promise, but there was a new prosecutor in office. Right. And the new prosecutor... Uh, decided to press charges. Right. The old it, prosecutor became one of Trump's attorneys yep. in the uh, uh, second impeachment trial. Mm-hmm. So there was outrage uh, in, a, in the court of public opinion, and I understand it, but I also understand the ruling. And But here's the gay angle. <laughs> the woman, the survivor of this sexual assault, she is a lesbian. There's the gay angle. Ah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, she is. Huh. Yeah. So that's Cosby. Move on to next. Okay. No, here's one that I thought was interesting. Felicia Rashad. Okay, yeah. So Felicia Rashad tweeted, basically, you know, and she's, she has supported Cosby. They're so friends. They're friends, of course. Everybody knows her as uh, Claire Hepstable. And, and apparently nothing ever happened on their set. Ah, well, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, as many times as he's been accused of sexual assault... But I, I, I don't, out of all of those, I don't think I've ever heard any misconduct on sets. 
yeah, so that would be really bold to, to do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Felicia Rashad um, tweeted, and I should have pulled up the tweet again, but I didn't know we were going to talk about this. She tweeted in support. You know, this was she a, said a great wrong has, has been, been righted, basically. corrected, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and. Felicia Rashad has just been named Dean, I think, of Fine Arts at Howard University. Right. And that's very recent. She hasn't even started yet. So now people are calling for her to step down. Well, she apologized by saying my remarks in no way directed are were in no way directed towards survivors of sexual assault. I vehemently oppose sexual violence, find no excuse for such behavior, and I know that Howard University has a zero tolerance policy toward interpersonal violence. So she, she did make a clear statement, um, but she, she, she's been blinded by this whole thing. Because her relationship with Cosby is one thing, she's not believing. And she, and she hasn't the entire time, even before the trial, again, which is three, four years ago, she did not support the accusers. She supported Cosby. Right. And uh, yeah, here, here's my problem with all of this. I understand you support your friend, your family, whatever. Um, but it's hard to wrap your brain around when you know someone has admitted to it. Mm-hmm. Now, for the legal reasons, I understand wh- why the Supreme Court did what they did. But for just, I guess, regular support or public opinion, how can you still support that when someone has admitted it? I, I can't wrap my brain around it. Right. And he, right. St- he still has a lot of support. And supposedly he is, um, I, this is just hearsay. I don't know how accurate this is, but supposedly he might even go back on a comedy tour now. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Netflix isn't going to pick up a new show with him and Felicia Rashad called Bad Cosby? <laughs> Who knows with Netflix? But I get, let, let the record stand. He was not, his conviction was not overturned because he's innocent. Right. He simply was, it was released te- from... It was a technicality. He, he was released from prison. The The, the conviction was not vacated, even. It, it was not... Yeah, you're right. It wasn't even vacated. So, so he is still guilty. He is still guilty. Um, but he, That's small consolation to women who were right, raped. Right. So, right. you know, I know it's a different time, and... Um, but it shows the importance of reporting a crime when it happens uh, because all the other cases were beyond the statute of limitations. Um, yeah, that's, that's another thing. I, you know, I keep reading in social media. People clearly are not doing their homework. It, there's so many people saying, how can he have been convicted for something that happened so long ago, 30, 40 years ago? This didn't happen 30, 40 no, years ago. No, this happened about... This is the, just, uh, in the, the early uh, 2000s. Yeah, like 2005. Something like 2003 that. 2003 or 2005. And, you know, it finally went to court. Or char- it, it took a while to get the charges. They were about to hit the statute of limitations. Right. Which is why the prosecutor filed the charges when he did. Exactly. But it's a 12-year statute of limitations. Right. Um, because you've passed 12 years doesn't make it okay. I agree. So I agree. Um, but it shows the importance. There was a case here in Dallas, uh, if anybody remembers the name Judge Hampton. Judge Hampton was particularly homophobic. Mm-hmm. It was before 
we reversed the courts here in Dallas County. And a lesbian was raped. Mm. She went to Parkland for a rape test. Uh, and um, she worked with prosecutors. They caught the guy. She testified. So in other words, she was the model of what prosecutors are looking for. And a witness. She, she was the witness. She was, she was cooperative. She testified beautifully. As the jury was going out, one of the um, uh, bailiffs in the court said in a voice loud enough for the jury to hear, if it was, if it was me, I'd give him two weeks for raping a lesbian. Wow. What happened with the result? He, he was found guilty and given a sentence of more than two weeks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, uh, enough with Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> Throw me a curveball there. Yeah, I like to do that. Um, but there are some other news that pertains directly to our ahead. community. Um, the Supreme Court this week decided not to hear a appeal that originated out of the state of Washington, you know, r- regarding a florist who refused to make a floral arrangement for a same-sex couple, for a same-sex wedding. Um, here we go back again with the florist and the cakes. Mm-hmm. And this one... Because they didn't, um, because the Supreme Court refused to hear the case, this is a victory for us. Could be short-lived because the lower courts did rule in our favor. Based on the state of Washington Supreme Court, I'm sorry, based on the state of Washington's um, constitution. constitution, thank you, um, you can't do that. LGBT citizens are protected under their discrimination laws in their constitution. Not all states have that. Right, so it went to their state Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. It's rare that state Supreme Court rulings are appealed to the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, because the U.S. Supreme Court then would have to be interpreting a state constitution. Mm -hmm. They normally interpret the federal constitution, but there are cases where you appeal them, uh, and and this is one that was just turned down. So in the state of Washington. Yeah. So what happened was this this case originated um, back starting in 2013. Uh, there's a gay male couple went in to get a floral arrangements for their wedding, and um, the florist she 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 wouldn't do it. Now her argument was that she will sell flowers, pre-arranged um, arrangements to same-sex couples, and apparently she has. But they wanted her to make one, and she says that she wouldn't do it because that um, because of her Southern Baptist faith would not recognize marriages between two men. Now, here's the interesting part. <clears throat> At, uh, the Masterpiece uh, Cake Shop case, mm-hmm. that was a similar argument. That case we lost. He, the, the, the cake owner, I believe he said he would sell cakes to um, same-sex couples, but he would not make one specifically for that. And his argument was, I think like, it wasn't just freedom of religion. It had something to do with artistic freedom. And he won. Now, so why the Supreme Court didn't take this Flores case, I don't know. They did, did, when, when they don't take a case, they don't comment on it. Um, because this one, it was clear in the Washington State Constitution that gays and lesbians are included in the non-discrimination ordinance. So you have to treat everybody equally. If you're going to make a floral arrangement for one, you have to make a floral arrangement for another. It's not necessarily in the uh, Colorado Constitution. I think it, I, I, I think it is. And they, we still lost. Uh, I think no. I'd I'm, I'm, I, I have to go back. 
I, I think it's not in the uh, the Colorado in the Constitution because they had all kinds of horrible amendments hmm. outlawing uh, local non-discrimination ordinances. But that was the first case that uh, Justice Kennedy wrote in our favor was throwing out uh, their their state law or amendment that prohibited local ordinances. Right. Well, so this is a victory for us, but it could be short-lived. The Mm -hmm. Supreme Court clearly isn't ready to roll on public accommodations and discrimination when it comes to LGBT community. They have yet to do it. So another case could work its way back to the courts, and it still could rule against us. So I'm glad they didn't listen to it because they upheld a lower court ruling, the state of Washington Supreme Court ruling. But this could be a short-lived victory. It could, but... You know, the Bostock decision gave me some hope. Um, the Bostock decision is the decision last year. It was three cases. One of them was from Dallas. Uh, and, oh, yeah, um, that's right. It was an employment non-discrimination case. Uh, the one, the case that I thought was the most interesting was the transgender woman who was fired from her job at a mortuary because she was transitioning. And... What made that so ridiculous was she worked on the bodies. No, which means no one sees her. Right. So the <laughs> argument. She's in the back. <laughs> the argument that, you know, not, not, to, not she, that, that she couldn't be in the front. Right. But the argument that they were using that it was going to uh, scare off customers. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Just doesn't hold water. Right. It was a six to three decision. So oh, even with Amy Coney Barrett. On the court now, that would still be five to four if they voted the same way. Right, because if they're using the same logic, now. Yeah. and I'm not saying that she would vote against us necessarily. Um, it, it was interesting how many cases on the Supreme Court this year uh, were unanimous. Yeah, there, there there has been a gay case with this current court makeup, and we, we lost that one. We did, we that, did, and, and I forgot the name of the case, but basically, it had to do with. The Catholic services um, who refused to um, foster, let foster parents, LGBT foster okay, parents. Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia uh, withdrew a contract from Catholic right. services, Catholic charities, to do uh, adoptions and um, fostering. Right. Because they wouldn't work with LGBT couples, same sex couples. And part of Philadelphia's. Uh, I think I think not just in Philadelphia, but part of uh, no part of their policies is you can't discriminate. Yes, Philadelphia has very clear non-discrimination right. policies. The city is charged with distributing this money to whatever agencies it wants to use, and they decided, well, if you're not going to work with gay and lesbian couples, that's cutting out uh, a major portion of your potential parents will give the money to another agency. Um, somebody writing about the case, the decision in the case, it was very interesting. What she said was, because the argument was, well, this is reaching Catholic couples. This is reaching a certain segment of couples. You can still reach Catholic couples, she said, uh, and um, th- there's never a shortage of agencies. Yeah, and the, the Supreme Court ruled against us again. Um, kind of on a technicality, it's very narrow. Within Philadelphia's policy, their non-discrimination policy, it does allow for an exception in very 
it's an arbitrary case uh, cases for discrimination. They would meaning they would allow it, and because they didn't make that exception for Catholic services, they ruled against them. We need to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laurent Landis. We'll be back with more of our July 4th Independence Day show right after this. Hi, this is Valetta Lil, and I listen to Lambda Weekly. I hope that you will, too. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laurent Landis, who's a big liar. He said he, during the break that... Uh, he, he really held back on the Cosby thing. He thinks that mm-hmm, should have spent the entire sentence in prison. Um, that's why we started the show that way. Uh, it was what I wanted to hear from him. Okay, Brittany, go. Oh, my God. Where do you go again? <laughs> ah. So Brittany Spears, again, not, I, this one I can't find a gay angle to. No, there isn't. Um, Brittany Spears has been under... Um, a conservatorship, I think, for the past 13 years? Something like that. Something like that, a long time. You know, she has some mental uh, mental breakdown in the early 2000s, and she's still been under the con- legal control of her father, and she made this plea about a week ago, and it was like, it was heartbreaking to hear asking a judge to end the conservatorship. Um, even details about, you know, she has an IUD that they won't let her go to the doctor and get it taken out. It was just heartbreaking to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has, from my understanding, the, uh, the judge has, um, has now um, denied that. Yeah, I, without giving any details. Any on the details. Reason. There's so much going on with this case that I know everybody's like, free Britney, free Britney. But, you know, there's obviously something going on where the judge feels like she still isn't in mentally where she needs to be to reverse that. I guess. Um, Here's what I thought was interesting. Jamie Lynn Spears is her younger sister, Uh and she came out in favor of ending the conservatorship. She's getting death threats now, and uh, the death threats are against her and her kids. Mm. That's just nuts, people. It is nuts. For what? She's supporting... She's supporting her sister. That's what she said. She'll always support her sister. Um, Hmm. You know, it's like, is this that important to you? Yeah, I don't get that one. Okay, so you know how I love Chase Bank. (laughs) A Louisiana family could have really answered the question, what would you do if you were a billionaire? While doing their routine banking, Darren James, a Baton Rouge real estate agent, and his wife noticed... Uh, that a whopping $50 billion had been deposited to their joint account. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's not like one zero error or a two zero error that somebody fell asleep on the keyboard, he said. Uh, this guy, Darren James, said, I was excited for sure, really surprised how it got there, and I wondered if I had a rich uncle that gave it to me. <laughs> on Tuesday, Chase Bank corrected the error and placed the actual balance back into their account. Wow. What you know? What happens if they don't catch an error like that for a long time, um, and you don't say anything? You're responsible for that money. That's considered bank theft. Mm. But it's not your fault. That was their error. Yeah, uh, it's still considered bank theft. Gotcha. Okay, interesting. Um, now it's somebody local, uh, Shakari Richardson. She's the teenage. She's not a teenager. She's, she's twenty-one. 21. 
Uh, Carter High School graduate here in Dallas. Um, mm -hmm. She failed her marijuana test. She, she first of all set a speed record, a woman's speed record, at the trials for the Olympics. And then she failed a marijuana test. Yes. Go. And so... <laughs> I, I like doing this to him. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm read up on this stuff. She, uh, she clocked the third fastest time ever behind... Um, Flojo, whose record mm -hmm. still stands from um, from the eighties, um, and so she was, you know, it was a record at a trial. It was a record at a trial, yeah. Um, and so she was set to be, you know, our next golden girl. Mm -hmm. um, the United States has not won a hundred yard meters uh, women's race, I think, since the nineties. So every everybody at the back in support of her, and um, she has a story. Her, her her biological mother, as she continues to say. Um, or how she puts it, her biological mother passed just before she ran that race, uh, I think a week before. Uh -huh. And um, there's this there's this, this video of where after she won the race, she runs up into the stands and kind of collapses into her grandmother's arms. That's who raised her. So it's just like this wonderful story. And then we turn around a week later, and those hopes have been dashed, no pun intended, um, that because she failed a marijuana test. Now, she's getting the support from basically everyone, even politicians, that this is an outdated policy. It needs to be changed. Here's what Biden had to say. He said the rules are the rules, and everybody knew what the rules were going right. in. Right. But he said whether they should remain the rules is a different issue. But I was really proud of the way she responded. Yes, she did an interview with Good Morning America, one of those morning shows, mm -hmm. and she totally owned up to it and handled it like an adult. She really did. She's mm -hmm. like, you know, I knew the rules. And I did it anyway. Um, you know, she she tried to justify, which I don't think she even needed to explain why she did it. It was on the Today Show. She said, it's I just want to take responsibility right, for my did. actions. I know what I did. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm allowed not to do. And I still made that decision. Mm -hmm. I'm not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and here's where it really gets tricky. She did it in a state where it's legal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but, nobody's accusing her of doing anything no, no. illegal. She didn't do anything illegal, but the Olympic, the United States Olympic Committee, they have their own set of policies and they have a list of uh, substances that are not allowed, and marijuana is one of those. Well, e even, and, even steroids, they're not illegal, but they're they're they illegal. are if you're competing. Right, right. And the, I think the thing that really has most people perplexed is marijuana is not a. Um, performance enhancer. Right. If anything, it's a deterrent. So uh, somebody uh, uh, tweeted, and I, I thought this was funny. It's like, the fact that she smoked marijuana and she still set that record, she needs to be given a gold medal already. I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, because that's not a performance enhancer. Right. So... Right. Uh, but the best we can hope is that as a result, um, you know, but rules are rules. She knew it. She admitted to it. Hopefully they will go back and revisit um, um, their policy on what substances are allowed or not allowed. Right. Marijuana has been legal in Oregon where the trials were held since 2015. Mm -hmm. And it remains on the list of substances banned by the World Anti-Doping Agency. So, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm disappointed we're all disappointed. Because she's from Dallas. She's from Dallas. Uh, again, it's just uh, a really good shot for us to get gold at the Olympics. We're all disappointed. Um, COVID. Are you getting out into the world again? 
we're almost practically 100% back to normal. You know, all the three of us have been vaccinated now. Um, yeah, we're out and doing, lit, doing things and living. I've done two things that are back to two years ago. I went to a Dallas Wings game. Oh, nice. I went to their pride game. Nice. It's a lot of fun. Wings took the lead in the first minute of the game and held a 10-point lead through most of the game. They were on fire. They were just great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had courtside seats. Now, I haven't been to a sporting event in actually some time. So that's And you were the sports reporter. And I was a sports reporter. And I know nothing about <laughs> what, the, what the, this game is other than they get the ball through the little ring thing. Right. Oh, my God. And sometimes the little, they get one the, the, point, the sometimes two points, sometimes three points. Oh, since we're sort of talking about sports, going back to Shikari Richardson real quick, there is a chance that she still might be able to compete on a 4x400 uh, relay. Because, because it's more than 30 days It's out. more than 30 days out, So, but that still hasn't been determined yet. So hopefully we might still see her. Yeah, yeah. And there's a possibility that they'll change the rule, but those rules change very slowly. Very slowly. I doubt that they will change in time for the Olympics. Right. Um, but with COVID, so uh, Friday night, Congregation Bethel Benah got together for to, to host a group of kids that come through every year on Fourth of July weekend. Uh, they're on a social justice tour, mm-hmm. and they start in Atlanta and do the Martin Luther King thing. Then they go to Alabama, go over the Edmund Pettus Bridge. They go up to Central High in Arkansas and uh, learn from somebody who was involved in the integration case there about integrating high schools. Then they come to Dallas to Bethel Benat to get an evening of sanity. Now, they do several things when they're in Dallas. They go to the JFK Museum. Mm-hmm. They get a talk on uh, abortion, anti-abortion, um, pro-life. Mm-hmm. And then they talk to Beth Elbana about LGBT rights. Now, the LGBT rights, they, they hear both sides of the argument. Uh, on Tuesday, they'll be up in Colorado Springs talking to someone from Focus on the Family. Oh. So we, get, we loaded them up. Um, the anti-abortion talk is countered. When they get to Washington, they'll talk to somebody from Narrell. Um, and JFK, there was nothing to counter. Uh, just some history that they'll learn. It was a lot of fun getting back together with, you know, a group of kids just traveling by bus, and they're out of the house for the first time. A bunch of us from Bethel Benah saw each other for the first time in a year and a half, saw each other in person. That's you know, going to be nice. Um, I saw one person, I said, is it really a year and a half since we've seen each other? Because we've seen each other on Zoom a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, we haven't seen each other. Oh, you know, That's nice. it was really nice. Okay, so pro-life. I get it if you're not for abortion, if, if you're against abortion. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand your belief that life begins at conception. That's not my belief. Um, the Jewish belief is life begins when you get your doctoral degree. <laughs> So wait a minute. So that but that means the only person that's alive in the studio is Josh. Is Josh. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but the Jewish belief in abortion um, is that there are certain cases, like if the mother's life is in danger, mm-hmm. 
you have to have the abortion. You always choose the life of the mother over over the fetus. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Different religious belief. Right. That's fine. I'm not criticizing other people's religious beliefs. Here's where we get to COVID. The person who is pro-life is against the vaccine. Now, how many people have died from the vaccine so far? Half a million? Die from the vaccine? Not from the vaccine, from COVID. From COVID? Uh, it's over half a over million. Over half a like, million. Yeah, you know, I think it's closer to 600,000 600, yeah, now. Yeah. How is that being pro-life? Yeah. I mean, nobody can explain this to me. Yeah. Um, because you support Trump. You know, and I've said this before. There's enough credit to go around and there's enough to criticize Trump on. I don't need to criticize him on getting the vaccines speeded up. He didn't do it personally, but he saw to it that they were put into trials as quickly as possible. He saw to, and when I say he, I mean his administration, which includes Dr. Fauci and other people like that, uh, I don't even know if he understands what a vaccine is, but he gets credit for it. Right. Here's what um, I think Biden, the one thing I think Biden should should have done, and maybe they did and just couldn't get through to him. Let Trump take credit for the vaccines and getting the vaccines out as quickly as they came out and have him out there encouraging his supporters to get vaccinated. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to you. They're not going to listen to Biden. They're not listening to our county health officials. The official vaccine rate in Dallas County is right around 50 percent. Um, yeah, that makes too much sense because that wasn't going to happen from a person who denied that the, that, that uh, COVID itself was even a real threat in the early uh, months. But he had COVID. Of course he did. And do you know, the one time I saw him speak like a real person was when he was on his way into the hospital. He was scared. But remember what came out after all of that. Uh, he, you know, he knew well ahead that COVID was here and wouldn't even admit it. And he, I, God, what did he say exactly? But basically he didn't want to scare the country. I get that. We're a year past that right now. We're trying to get people vaccinated. Give him credit for what he did. He was president at the time, like it or not. He was president at the time. The vaccines were developed during his presidency. Let him take credit for it and let him do something constructive instead of what he did this week uh, with his stupid new, uh, his new rally. rally. But let him take credit for it and encourage people to get vaccinated. Um, in Dallas, we're doing better than the surrounding states. Uh, in Texas, 49.9% of the state's population, 12 and older, are fully vaccinated. Now, what's holding those numbers down is that it's not that long ago that they added 12 and up. Right. So kids 12 and up have not all had a chance to get vaccinated. I got vaccinated as quickly as I could. So did you. So did I, like, immediately. <clears throat> uh, and when I say quick, as quickly as possible, I got the AstraZeneca because vaccine. Because you got it before m w most, m 
incredibly way more than yeah. Uh, I got it last fall because yeah, I participated the, the, in a drug right, trial right. for the, AstraZeneca. Then in general Republic. I, I have a vaccine card and a letter explaining why I have an unapproved vaccine, but that it is cre- creating and producing antibodies for me because my blood is tested regularly because they need to know whether um, we're going to need uh, boosters. Right. Right now, it's looking like we're not for a while. Uh, you know, I'm ahead. So by three months of uh, everybody else starting to get the vaccine, I have antibodies and they're still working. So, but 49% of the, 49.9% of the state's population in Dallas County, 49.6% of the county's population 12 and older. Uh, Tarrant County is worse, 48%. Collin County is the best in the area at 59.6%. Remember, the goal was 70% by this weekend. Yeah, we're not going to hit that. So Collin County is doing the best, and Denton County at 54.1%. You know, we're talking real number of deaths here. Dallas County alone has had uh, 306,000 deaths. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. When they're talking about, well, I can't get anybody to work. Yeah, 306,000 people died. Now, a number of them were older and uh, retired. But still, that's the size of a small city. It's bigger than the city I grew up in. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, I grew up right outside New York City, but my city only had 200,000. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's an awful lot of people. Tarrant County, 263,000 people died. Hmm. Collin County, uh, uh, 93,113 people died. And in Denton County, uh, does it have uh, the listings? 56,000. Of our other two big cities in in, in Texas? No, no. Okay. Just curious what San Antonio and Houston's numbers But even, you know, people think they live out in the country. Collin County or Kaufman County has had 16,000 cases and 266 deaths. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot of people. Because it's a very small county. It's a lot of people that we're missing. Yeah. So... What? I can't hear you. Six million... What now? Wait, jump on the mic, Josh. Um, Josh is asking a question about the number of people who died. What did you say? How many people died in Dallas? Um, Dallas County. Oh, 306,000 uh, cases, 4,135 yes, deaths. Yes, that's better. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, how I are we going to have 600,000 deaths? Yeah, that's total in the United States. <laughs> right. Yes, right. You're right. But when they're talking about um, number of people who number of jobs that are available because people can't get back to work in Dallas County there have been um, 300,000 people who contracted COVID not everybody's recovered from it and able to go back to work I was just about to say one of my friends posted just the other day that her uncle got COVID over a year ago he survived it but he is still feeling the effects he can't breathe um, regularly, he has um, a heart arrhythmia that he's never had before. So it's like he's per- he's permanently affected. Yeah, and so those numbers were the number of cases that were in each county, um, as opposed to three thousand five hundred seventy-seven deaths in Tarrant County. Um, 
Um, um, 850 people died in Collin County. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Collin County's population is a lot smaller than Dallas County's. Denton County's is even smaller, and their death toll is uh, 621. We need to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM, where we screw up the statistics. David does. But we correct it. <laughs> this is Rollins Gellin, and I'm listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3, and darn glad to be doing it. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet, and I'm here with LaRon Landis. Patty is off for the week because of the holiday. Um, one more COVID thing. Uh, do you remember a doctor in Houston stole, and I'm doing air quotes, 10 doses of COVID-19 vaccine last year and vaccinated his wife and some strangers? And what he actually did was... They were about they, to expire. Well, th- they had opened a new vial or two vials, I guess there are six or seven uh, doses per vial. I guess it depends on which vaccine it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But they had opened a new one, gave somebody a vaccine, closed that site. It it was the the end of the day, and they were ready to shut down. The last person had gotten vaccinated, uh, and he was accused of stealing vaccine. And he was fired from his hospital and told that he should have just thrown the the, uh, the rest of the it rest away. of it away. Yeah, I, I remember that. This was a hospital saying this. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. That's, has, he, has he filed a lawsuit? Wrong, um, wrongful well, termination. No. A, a lawsuit. A Texas grand jury this week just uh, declined to indict the doctor. Oh, they were trying to. In- oh they my were, God! Seriously? Uh huh. He was fired from his job. Now that they decided not to um, uh, indi- not to indict him, he's filing a wrongful termination. He, should, uh, he, he totally should. He totally should. But he was fired and charged with misdemeanor theft, is what they were holding him on. Misdemeanor theft. Is, is the, the vaccine is free. And all of the people that he vaccinated, because uh, there was a six-hour uh, time limit. Mm-hmm. Of, of when the vaccine would expire. All the people he, in, he had vaccinated, including his wife, were eligible for the vaccine. Right. She has a pre-existing condition, um, a heart condition of some sort, uh, and the other people were in that category too. And, so, ag- and again, how can it be theft when it's free anyway? These vaccines are free. You don't, have, you don't, you don't pay for them. And they were about to go bad. So just trash them? Yeah. I hope, um, I, I, I hope um, he sues and he, he's paid handsomely. Okay, so here's one more on vaccine hesitancy. Missouri has a, 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 um, an upsurge in cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, their vaccination rate is much worse than ours. So a Missouri hospital is telling opponents of the coronavirus vaccine to shut up amid a surge in cases for which state officials are seeking federal help. If you're making wildly disparaging comments about the vaccine and have no public health expertise, you may be responsible for someone's death. Shut up, Steve Edwards, CEO of Springfield's Cox Health, tweeted on Thursday. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. I'm just not getting it, but... um, they uh, they have a 32% symptomatic rate 
from inpatients from the uh, prior day, blah, 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 blah. Um, 170 COVID patients were being treated Friday by Cox Health and the other hospital in the city. So there are two hospitals, 170 in Springfield, Missouri, we're talking about. Hmm. So. Um, there's uh, another more news coming out of the Supreme Court this past week. The Supreme Court declined to hear a appeal on um, a trans man's, a young trans man's um, case for revolving bathrooms. Here we go with bathrooms again. So back in 2015, um, this a student was, um, when he was 15 years old, was not allowed to use the boys' restroom at school. He had to go to um, the nurse's office every time he needed to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's humiliating. Yeah. So he sued, sued the, the school, the school district. He won. Um, it got appealed. It won. Now they got appealed to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court refused to hear it or declined to hear it. So that lower court ruling stands. Another victory for us. But again, could be short-lived. But we'll take it for now. Uh, Greg Abbott is rising in the polls with all of his uh, stunts with going to the border wall with Trump. Mm-hmm. It's working. Uh Greg Abbott, after trailing Matthew McConaughey in the spring, has rebounded and now has a slight but not statistically significant lead over uh, Matthew McConaughey. In who hasn't, next year's who race. hasn't officially even jumped in. He hasn't jumped in yet. He's not doing fundraising yet. He's not. <laughs> and he hasn't even declared a party yet. It, it, thank you. Um, but he was leading Abbott earlier in the spring, possibly because, oh, I don't know, He's more worried about where trans kids pee uh, than whether the power grid is on. Right? Right. Apparently. Yeah, and other things like that. Um, Now that he's hooping and hollering around the border wall, his uh, lead is, or his ratings have picked up. But they're razor thin. The poll was conducted June 22nd to 29th. Uh, 1,090 registered voters were um, uh, counted. It has a margin of error of 3.4%. So it's about um, Abbott is at 39%. McConaughey is at 38%. Um, Democrats don't have a candidate. I talked to Beto O'Rourke, oh, about a month ago mm-hmm. and asked him if he's thinking of jumping in. And he said, he was very honest. He said, you know, I'm thinking about it um, and I will work for... I will work either as a candidate or for the candidate. Uh, but either way, I, I just haven't decided yet. And I think he was honest about that. because yeah, that's like a pretty honest answer to me. Uh, when he ran against uh, Ted Cruz, he jumped in real early, got his fundraising in place, started visiting counties, visited every county in the state. That's his style of campaigning. Uh, Abbott has a 12-point lead over a potential rivalry with Beto. You think his spark has run his course? Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. Although he could always re-spark it by getting out there on the campaign trail. He could. He could. Uh, He's been busy, by the way, uh, registering voters. That's his new organization. And that's what, when I spoke to him here, uh, he was here registering, knocking on doors and registering voters. 
Well, so. that's good. We're gonna need we're gonna need that um, with the with the new laws that are possibly about to go, you know, that are being created in different uh, red states, mm-hmm. including Texas. Um, of course, we're about to have a special session, so I'm sure it's going to come back up, and it'll probably pass this time. Right. Yeah. Right. And the Supreme Court just ruled in favor of Arizona's new voting law. So not looking too good for us. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, you can still vote. It's not that of they're preventing people from voting. You'll have to have ID. That's clear. Uh, picture ID. Um, the hours are going to be limited. Yeah, so a lot, most of these laws have to do with changing of hours, changing of days, um, also um, registration, where you can vote. You have to, like I think specifically in Arizona, you know, like here in Dallas or Dallas County, you can go vote. At any precinct. At any precinct. Well, Arizona, they just changed it. You cannot. If you don't go to the correct precinct, your vote is automatically thrown out. So those kind of laws do make a deterrent. And I'll tell you, voting anywhere sure was convenient. Because there's a, a polling very place. very convenient. Yeah, there's a polling place right behind my office. I went there. All right. Why bother driving back to where my house is or All having right. to get up early? Just during the day, I just walked over, voted. It was nice and convenient. Now, we're fortunate. There's literally uh, maybe not even half a mile. There's a library right down the street from our home, and that's and that's our precinct. So we go there. But, I, God, for one election, I did vote while I was at work, and I was able to go across the street mm-hmm. over by North Park Mall. Mm-hmm. And there was a precinct. That wasn't my precinct, but I was allowed to go vote there. It made it convenient. I just went during my lunch break. Right. So, you know, when they talk about protecting voter rights and, oh, the Democrats are trying to steal votes, any rule that protects Democrats will protect Republicans, too. It means Republicans have those same longer hours. Right. They have the same ease in registering. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of new people moving into the state. They're not all Democrats. No, of course not. Lots and lots of Republicans moving into the state. Making it difficult to register to vote doesn't make Texas a more inviting place. Uh, we just need to make it easy. We need to keep it, just keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, and two weeks of early voting is convenient. You know, one of the things that I didn't even notice, and Patty pointed this out, I said, well, what's, we have two weeks of early voting. Yeah, but look at the hours. Mm-hmm. They're not 7 to 7. For the first week, it's something like 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. And people work. And people work those hours. Now, even though legally you're supposed to be allowed to leave work and go vote, I don't, I don't think most people know that. And depending upon your job, your situation, people are hesitant to even ask. Right, right. Um. The Trump Organization was indicted. We can't leave without uh, mentioning your friend Trump. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> Who needs friends like that? <laughs> so he never offered you a job? No. Y- you never won The Apprentice? No. Nope, nope. Hmm. What do you think's going to happen? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I don't know the details of the case other than it involves... 
tax taxes. Oh yeah. Patty would be like, oh, it's David with David with taxes. Taxes in New York. Right, exactly. Okay, so the basis of this case is that the Trump organization paid its staff partially in benefits that are not tax deductible, that are not taxable, Mm. uh, like paying for their kids' private schools. We're talking big benefits, like anything they said even from just tolls that were not theirs interesting um but up to big things like redecorating someone's house <laughs> and none of that is taxable no nope. um it, it is taxable normal benefits like health insurance are not when it's structured the right way um, the other thing that they've that I read a story about, it, it was somebody who used to work for the Trump Organization and said absolutely those things happened. And what she was saying was the way Trump would reel you in is he'd not only pay you a generous salary, but he'd hire two of your kids. And if you're not doing the favors for him, not only you get fired, but your two kids get fired. Oh, wow. And the one who was indicted, um, I can't think of what his name is. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking don't about. Don't even care. Uh, he, he's one of them that the kids were hired, so he, he was reeled in and owed... Yeah, and owed uh, money for the... Anyway, Uh, so so where do I think it's going? I think it's going. I mean, the general consensus is if the federal government or the feds bring a lawsuit against you or indict you, nine times out of ten, they're going to win. Because they have the evidence. Because they have the evidence. They don't bring a case that they can't win. Um. One thing I've been saying, you know, Trump has been saying he's going to serve two terms. I'm agreeing he just might. One in New York State prison and one in a federal prison. Uh, <laughs> we shall see. But we'll we'll see. Uh, those are real serious uh, they charges. Are. They are. Um, we're going to have a guest next week. I'm shooting for somebody in the studio. Yeah, we still haven't had an in-person guest We still have not yet. had anybody in the studio with us. Everybody's gotten too used to Zooming. Uh, we're going out with some Diana Ross. We'll see you next week. See you next week. My love, there's only you in my life, the only thing that's right. Take your every step I